the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I am your host, your your host who has been muzzled since, I believe it was, George, the last time we did a show was November 21st. And I've been in so many Facebook jails because I've presented my arguments, my opinion, my truth, and also pointed out a few hip 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 just how, hip, hip, what is it, hypocritical some of these people can be. I'm, 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 you know, I'm going to try to keep my composure today, but there's just so much stuff that's been happening throughout my, our very own state of here in Illinois and throughout the country. Um, so I want to get right at what we're going to get to today because I think, I think you're going to be in for a treat with today's show. Uh, we're going to have State Senator John Kern. He's going to be joining us in the second segment. Uh, my good friend, if you guys, he, he was on the show Probably back in December, he wrote the book Cornflakes: Musings of an Uppity Negro. Uh, Corey Hayway is going to be joining the show. Uh, then, second hour, I hope you, st- you, st- you, st- you keep it locked right here on AM560 The Answer, listening to Black and White. Ken Duncan, former state representative, is going to join the show to talk about um, Chris Welch, who we both served with, becoming the new Speaker of the House. Madigan no longer is there. Uh, and what, that, what does that mean for Illinois? And what does that mean for um, the rest of the nation now. I mean, because Mike Madigan was there for 50 years and, you know, and 40 some odd years as, as speaker. That's, that's a very long time. And then we're going to top it off with Ted, Ted Dombrowski. Did I say it right? <laughs> uh, Wirepoints.org. Uh, one, I mean, just one of Illinois' best intellects when it comes to policy and how it affects, you know, not just Illinoisans, but the rest of the country. Uh, and I'm so happy because... I've been trying to get my guest co-host in, who's in here today. I've been trying to get her to get in this studio ever since the show started, and she—it was always, ah, John. I, I, I'm so busy, John. I gotta do this. Oh, I just can't. I mean, some of you know her very well, and, and today will be an introduction to others. Miss Bad Bat Youngberg Holder. <laughs> Did I say it right? <laughs> Yeah. One. I, I know I am. <laughs> I told you we're going to fight today. I know. You did that on purpose. I did. I did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I Welcome. said, John, thank you, John, for having me. You yeah. just couldn't find anyone else, huh? You, 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 really? <laughs> I've been trying to get you on this show since we started it, and then I can't find I'm just find trying to get else. you riled up. I want to make sure you stay in that state. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I was riled up this weekend, and, and, and you know, ever since this election and the results and everything, I, I mean, this has just been something just like, just mind-blowing. It has been November 4th. Yes. I've been riled up since then. Yes. To believe that 
a man who sat in his basement for pr- 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 pretty much the entirety of, of, of the election process is now president elect. It was the game plan all the way down the ticket throughout every state at every level. I mean, they didn't campaign. Yeah. The fix was in. So some would say the yeah. fix was in. I mean, I can't imagine how so many of them won. Yeah, I, I, exactly. Bunker Joe. Yeah. <laughs> now, now Babette, you've, you've been in, in, in Illinois politics for a long time. Who is Babette? Well, Babette is someone who I don't know, I guess years ago, you know, I met a, a, a congressman on his way into office and. You know, made it intriguing, you know, hey, would you like to intern offer? Never thought about, didn't know they had interns to others listening to my parents. You know, I got a big Democrat family and I mean, yeah. they're politically involved. I mean, the last name gives it away, right? Yeah. Well, that the the, the last part of the last name. <laughs> Youngberg Holder. Yeah, that, that Holder. But, uh, and I used to say that we grew up hearing politics. My yeah. family believed that you discuss mm-hmm. the issues of the day and topics. And I remember hearing them always, always after, you know, they advocated for that person. This was going to be their man or woman that make the change. And then after them taking office, they were always some complaints about it. And of course we're talking about Democrats. So I, you know, had it in my mind site that may not be the way to go. So how, how, how did, I mean, you, you come from, we both come from a big Democrat party. How did that conversion, what was your walk away or your conversion experience, that road to Damascus experience? It was actually a speech debate coach at Naperville North High School. And I remember he looked at me and he said, because I love to write persuasive speeches. In other words, I call them argumentative. (laughs) And he said, why are all your arguments uh, Republican and, and, and bases? This is how the Republicans think. And I'm like, what's a Republican? (laughs) (laughs) Never heard that term before? Actually, never even considered that side of the aisle growing up. So I I was uh, on the way in. Chris Hagee, I know you know him. Yes. He's in uh, California now. Uh, I was on a phone conversation with him driving in. Do you understand how many, you know this though, how many black communities don't understand that there's also another party that actually is is, is not the, the, the caricature that the Democrats and the corporate media have created it to be. You grew up with that, but not with when it comes to like social media. I think social media is one of the biggest problems um, that our black communities are facing today. And think about it. You think the black community would, would have voted for Joe Biden had they actually known what he stood for? Most of them didn't even know that he wrote the, the crime bill. Did you know that? But so, so, social media also is helping spread that message because I saw. A, well, they shut us down, though. I actually saw a lot of black people who identify as Democrats. They were highly opposed to Joe Biden, too, because of that, because so of that win? 94 crime bill act that he, he was the architect. How did he win? That's the question. Think about that. I mean, John, if I had that answer right now, I would be the celebrity of the USA. So I mean, we all know what the actual suspicions are. Yeah. So I get into you know, as you see, you 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 follow and watch my page. I get into a lot of arguments with people, and it's it's always you know I'm doing a clown show, the coon <laughs> show, and you know I'm clowning and for the white people and all that type of stuff. It's like no, I want to educate the people. I didn't know a lot of the stuff that I know now about center right leanings and 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 ideas. I didn't know that growing up. Yet I, yet I was always still. I always now that I'm looking back, I saw that I was center right. Well, you, up. you because we were raised that way. Yeah. 
pretty conservative. Yeah. You know, our families and, and what they really believe. It's not that great black myth out there, by the way. You know, I, yes, there are homes, maybe your mother. But a lot of us grew up with a two-parent household. We had parents that worked. We had parents that believe in faith, family, and, and you know, they believed in providing for their country as well. So, I, I mean, I believe, I guess that's the w- reason why that debate coach was looking at my debates and our and points, and he couldn't figure out. It didn't click, and he knew my parents were okay, Democrats. You said debate, so let's yes. explain to the people what that, mean, what that means, your debate. You just recently ran for office in DuPage, correct? That's correct. I yeah. ran for DuPage County Recorder of Deeds. And how did that go? You know, it was an experience of a lifetime. You will not understand what anyone goes through until you do it yourself and become a candidate. Yeah. And it's tough. It's tough. It's a lot of work. Yeah. You got to put the work in. You got to put the time in. And it's amazing, too, when you find out who supports you. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> I, I, I wish I'd have had that clip because I, there was a, a, a video I just saw of Donald Trump saying, sometimes you have to fail to see who your, who your enemies are and who, who are the people that are with you. And I think failure brings that out a lot. That, and when you, when you don't succeed at something, it tends to bring those people out, doesn't it? And now you know. Uh, well, exactly. Exactly. But you know what? I, 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 I'm sad I lost, obviously. I was really passionate about it and yeah. really, truly, you know, running for recorder, having a background in real estate and so forth. And, and an opponent who didn't campaign. Yeah. <laughs> That's the another way, one. The bunker, bunker, we won't say the name of the person. <laughs> right, right. But at the same time, I, I, John, I will say this. I can teach you how to run for office for a penny a vote. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, get into 200,000. Yeah. And hey, I get it. It's hard for those who are running anything below congressional level during a presidential election cycle. But that was outstanding. I, I, I thought when, when you we had this conversation the other day, 200,000 some odd people voted for you on a street shoestring budget. You need to teach that, to <laughs> <laughs> especially in DePage County because we're losing DePage. We're losing the collar counties. John, I think they were like, oh, shoot, we better go ahead, get Babette elected so we can keep her off the rallies, the overpasses, <laughs> the marches. And she over there picking up her phone talking about you coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got I've been the recipient of some of those. You're coming, right? Get here now. You know, I <laughs> Yeah, but, but you know, and also I worked a campaign that yeah. was just as crushing. And you know, people were like, "How do you run for office and work a campaign?" But yeah. John, you know, and yeah. you and I crossed over in that yeah. business. Yeah, that's what I did for a living. If yes. I didn't work a campaign, I didn't, you know, contribute to my household. And um, you know, it was just a brutal year, twenty twenty. Yeah, it was in, in so many different ways. It was it was so brutal, and I, I'm just happy you finally, you know. What came into the studio and now you're, you're guest co-hosting with me. I appreciate you. I am that. happy to be here, John. <laughs> Coming up after the break, we talk to State Senator Mark Curran from the 41st Senatorial District. John Curran. Forgive me, Mark. I'm, I got Mark Curran on my mind. Uh, you listening to Black and White. I'm a little rusty. Listen to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. It's this show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony. On AM560, The Answer. <laughs> Welcome back to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I am your rusty host, John Anthony. <laughs> back from a very long, 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 almost two-month vacation. You know, I take, I get away to get my mind back. You were gone that long? Yes, November. I told you November 21st was the last time I did this show. 
Yeah, I I I try to take a, a, a December sabbatical because of all the you know stuff that goes yeah. on in this yeah. brain up here. You have I, I to do it sometimes. Need to pull away and 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 ref- and get refreshed. You know, I, I so. self care. I appreciate that he asks like it acts like it was his choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, George, don't just throw me under the bus. But but also, you know, we the show was preempted by college football and basketball. You know, don't hey, don't go anywhere when this show is over. Stick around, listen into the Paul basketball right at three hundred one. Um, Babet, I'm sure you've seen the bill that came out um, that was basically trying to deconstruct policing. The criminal justice reform, the most yeah. transformational policy. Yes. yes. Um, I thought that bill, I remember when we, when I was working, I was in Springfield and we worked on Senate Bill 1304. A lot of these same mm-hmm. things were introduced then. They just, we were able to kind of beat it back and push it back. Well, we had what, five or six cops down there too, that which actually helped us kind of push that back. But as you know, it passed both the Senate. It passed both the Senate and the House. You know, it went on a shell bill, um, basically a bill that has already passed, already pre-filled yeah. out and ready to yeah, go. Yeah, ready to yep. go. Uh, which I hope Chris Welch and Harmon and all these guys get away with that whole process, change the entire process of how bills are passed in the state of Illinois. Um, it has to change. I mean, they go up with some titles such as gas stations and you're yeah. actually talking about justice reform or yeah. something. But, but, but I'm so happy to have us have joined the show today. Uh, state Senator John Kern. Uh, he represents the 41st district in the Illinois state Senate since July of 2017. Uh, but I think this is, this is, this is why I wanted to have him on. He worked 19 years as assistant state's attorney in Cook County state's attorney's office. State Senator, John Kern. John, I got it right. Welcome to Black and White. John, great to be with you. Thank you very much. So, for, for the people who've been under a rock, like myself, because <laughs> that bill snuck up on me, I'm not going to lie. I normally I'm, I'm, I keep abreast of what's happening in, in the General Assembly, but that one snuck up on me. How did that happen? What was that bill? What did it entail? And why does Governor Pritzker need to um, veto it? Well, John, we were having um, subject matter hearings uh, you know, for several months now, without any language, any specific proposals before us, just people on both sides come and talk in generally about topics. Mm-hmm. They took that as the basis, and last Thursday um, dropped uh, the First Amendment, the first version, which had uh, even more onerous uh, provisions in it on us, and uh, just kind of kept that out there. And then finally, Wednesday at a 3 a.m. Wednesday morning, dropped this last version on us, 760 pages, and called it for a vote an hour later. And as you know, language matters. Not only is the policy misguided in in many instances in this bill, but the actual language when you go to application is incredibly dangerous for law enforcement and crime victims uh, throughout the state. And the governor needs to if he agrees with the policy, fine, that's his prerogative, but at a minimum, he needs to fix the language to, to remove some of the dangers. And he can do that because he has a line-item veto. He, can, he actually has the power to line-item out what the, the most dangerous parts of that bill, correct? Correct, and this bill calls for that, and he should do that, send it back to us. 
the, with an admonishment. The process was not transparent. The process was rushed in the middle of the night. And we can do better, and we should do better. State Senator, this is Babette Holder here, and I glanced through that um, bill, and one of the things I found very discerning was that regarding bail. And um, I don't know, is that one of your concerns as well? You know, the provisions in it, yes, Babette. um, You know, the whole time... In those committee hearings, it was being talked about how New Jersey has had some success with their doing away with cash bail. But when you look at New Jersey's system, they have a broad detention statute. Mm. Judges have great discretion on detention, and they can detain a Mm. pretrial, pretrial, any charged offender, uh, anyone charged with a felony. That is not this bill. That is not what passed. This is very narrow. This ties the hands of judges. And in many instances, it is contradictory um, in language. And let's take gun crime. We know Chicago has a big problem with gun crime. This bill, if, if a judge found, uh, believed an offender was de- posed a substantial risk to the community at large and was charged with a gun crime, and standing before them, that judge would not have the authority to detain that uh, offender wow. pretrial. Wow. I now, mean, it's terrible. Senator, it's going I, to be, yeah. Senator, I'm a former police officer, and when I, when I look at, you know, according to Hayjack, you know, dot org, I don't want to say the name, I don't want to get in trouble. Hayjack Donkey. Yeah, Hayjack um, Chicago had 4,000. Chicago had, Chicago, not, not, the whole state, Chicago had 4,000 shootings, 700 murders. Now, I'm so glad that the, the qualified immunity aspect of the bill was taken out. Uh, I, and I told people, I got, a little, I got beat up on some cop pages, um, that LG Sims, Sen- State Senator LG Sims, is somebody that you can talk to. He is somebody that you can work, to, work with, because I did it, uh, in Senate Bill 1304. But when you look at 7,000 murders, 700, and now these people, you, 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 I, I'm looking at it from the mind of a cop. If I'm out there patrolling in Chicago or Cook County, I'm not stopping anybody anymore because now my entire livelihood and my entire freedom is on the line. What say you, sir? You know, and John, on qualified immunity, that fight's not over. Just because that wasn't in this bill, they still they created a commission to study qualified immunity and make recommendations. Yeah. And the... Um, between the governor and the Democrats, they control the vast majority of the appointments to that commission. So that fight is not over. We need to stay vigilant there. But the clear message this bill sends to all police officers is do not engage. That's that's what, because the heightened standards on the use of force, the the change in language and use of force is telling police officers just don't engage. And that's, that's a huge problem. It is. I, you know, uh, State Senator Curran, I read the most through that part. Look, I got relatives who are police officers. I've got friends who are police officers. And that was my first thought. They're not going to want to engage. They're not going to want, even if they're not engaging in the ways that they assume. It, 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 just reading some of it. I hope everyone in Illinois goes and reads that bill after hearing you today. Yeah. You know, and but that they changed the definition of imminent. Yes. Analysis. Yes. 
in the analysis yes. of um, use of force, use of deadly force, to the point that it has to be the, the threat has to be instant before you. So oh. essentially, a police officer has to wait till the knife is at their throat before yep. they can engage the use of deadly force. That poses a substantial risk to the office. And I think the Supreme Court will have some things to say about this bill should the um, governor sign it as is, uh, because the Supreme Court has already made decisions on a lot of these different, uh, what you see in that bill, Um, because if not, what you're going to see, you're going to see cops, um, (sighs) I don't even want to say it, you're going to see so many cops hurt or killed, and you're going to see cities decimated, and you know, if, if there's lower enforcement, there's lower stats. So then it makes it look like somebody's changed. But no, that's not. Just ask the people that are living in these communities uh, how it is. So, State Senator, in, in 30 seconds, what's the hope for the state of Illinois when it comes to policing and hopefully getting rid of J.B. Pritzker? What's that hope? You have 35 seconds. Right. We have to message to the governor. It is imperative right now. He needs to send this back to the legislature. He needs to pull out that mandatory veto pen. Very, very important. If that does not happen, we have got to push back. The pushback has been tremendous on this. And my colleagues on the other side, especially in the suburbs, are feeling it. Yes. And this needs to be the message that resonates in the suburbs. You know, public safety. So we, we just have to remain vigilant. We cannot let this, this uh, the decay of law enforcement happen under this bill. Amen. State Senator John Kern from the 41st Senatorial District. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Uh, you got to come back again, okay? I uh, would love to. All Thank right. you. Thank you, John. Thank, Thank you, you sir. for that. Bye-bye, sir. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, with my guest co-host, Babette Holder. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Live in studio. No preemptions, no football, no basketball yet. 301, DePaul. Stay right here. Don't move off the station. Um, Live in studio with, I got to come up with a nickname, The Princess. No. No? What? It just doesn't fit Okay, me. I got to come up. You I'll know come it up. doesn't fit me. I'll come up with something. Yeah. The cranky conservative is already telling you. T- <laughs> I can't call you that. I know. I was like, who took that? <laughs> but Bad Bad Holder, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, John. You know, I, I, I really don't think, uh, while we wait for uh, Corey, I really don't think people really understand the intersection between policy, business, and crime. And mm-hmm. how and how it could it could just... Crime itself, crime, bad policy, bad business practices can decimate a state, which is what, what you're seeing in Illinois. I, I, I heard one thing I did hear uh, the now Speaker of the House saying we have, to, we have to give Mike Madigan credit for where we find this state at today. Oh, yes. When he gave him <laughs> accolades I in his like, yeah. speech. Yeah. I don't know about credit. I don't know about accolades. But he is single-handedly responsible for what we see today in the state of Illinois. Now, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. You had some governors and, who come along to help, you know, exacerbate the problem. Well, right? he, he's, I, you know, he's actually the one, which is the reason the way we do legislation yeah. in this state and yeah. policy. And, and you said something, but, John, I'm going to say this. Policy actually can create crime. 
It can. Policy can by itself can crush you. Yes. First time I learned about policy yes. was those people in Springfield yeah. changed a rule that affected the career I actually really wanted to go into, yeah. which was physical therapy. They said we as students could no longer put our hands on the patients. Whoa. So we lost our funding, and I was in this program uh-huh. to be a physical therapist, and I couldn't put my hands on the patients anymore, which paid for my schooling. Yeah. Well, you know, I, when you think about what's happening, especially in, 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 in areas where black people live, areas where Mexicans and Puerto Ricans live, and you see how these decisions that have been, been made for Decades, and yet they continue to put the same people back in and, and with no different result, just the same poverty in these communities. Or when they do is they, what they do is they, they um, uh, gentrification comes and it pushes them out. Right. Well, they tell them too that that wasn't us. Right. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. But you're right. It wasn't us. It's those Republicans over there or, yeah. or is this or is that or. You know, we just, you know, that wasn't us. So they, and they buy it. Right. And, and that's why I wanted our next guest to join us today. Uh, he's an author, uh, Coon Flakes, Musings of an Uppity Negro. I like saying that a little bit, though. <laughs> you love saying that. <laughs> <laughs> because if you, if you, heard, if you, li- once you hear his voice, you're going to be like, I get it now. Right. He's a writer for, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if it's your web, E U R W B. Uh, he's a writer there. He's, I mean, if you've never read any of his, his writings, he, uh, he just talked about what happened in the Capitol, about if it was black people that stormed the Capitol. Uh, Corey Haywood, the cranky conservative. Welcome back to Black and Right. Oh, man, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You. So I, when, I read, when I saw that article about what would have happened had black people ran up on, on the uh, Capitol, uh, you, most, most people, pontificators, especially the media, the corporate media, were saying what? What would have happened, Corey? Oh, wow. Well, you know, they used what happened as an opportunity to perpetuate the idea of victimhood in the black community. And so what they did was simulate what would have happened if black folks had stormed the Capitol into the white folks. And I heard a lot of people say, well, if they were black, they wouldn't have survived. They would have been shot and killed. Uh, They would have been brutalized by police. Right, murder, thrown in jail, all of these crazy assumptions. And I'm thinking to myself, well, last year, um, and I live in L.A., so when the riots were taking place last year all over the country, they really hit L.A. very, very hard to the point where there were businesses, small and large, closing early because they were afraid they would be destroyed too. While all of this was happening, I didn't see any brutalization of black people. None. I didn't see blacks being killed in the street. I didn't see blacks being arrested and hauled to jail. They were allowed to violate laws, to ruin property. Or vent, as they and were called. Ultimately, exactly. And they were ultimately allowed to be reckless and violent in the communities they live in. So my belief is that they were to storm the Capitol, Democrats in particular, would somehow spin it to make them seem like they... Uh, were heroes in some way. There it is. Social activists. There it right? is. That's what I believe. Um, and if you're police, right, or security, there's no way you would kill a black person in front of cameras, not in this day and age. It wouldn't happen. The optics would be terrible. Imagine the headline, right, the following day or the following week, right? Police 
shoots a group of black activists at the Capitol. Do you realize how much negative press yes. that would produce? Hey, that hey, would never, ever happen. Hey, cranky conservative, hold the line. When we come back, we want to talk more about it. I want to I get your take on Don Lemon and, and basically all Trump supporters are now part of the Klan. And, and basically we're stupid and dumb and we're racist now. Uh, more with the cranky conservative Corey Haywood. I'm John Anthony, host of Black and Right on AM560 Answer, joined by my guest co-host today, Babette Holder. All right, there you go. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Along with my guest co-host today, Babat Holder. Uh, before the break, we were talking with uh, author and uh, writer for the Eurab. Uh, you got to tell me what that is, Corey. Eurab. It's Eurweb. You can pronounce it two ways. Eurweb. It's much easier. Or Eurweb. It's very awkward. Because my tongue, I mean, I have a very lazy tongue. And so it gets, I mix up words a lot. A lot head injuries and stuff like that. But. I do. I mean, when I first saw your videos, um, probably back, I think it was back in November, or December, or maybe a little bit longer than that. Probably was the summertime when I had you on. Um, and then I read your book, Coon Flakes, Musings of an Uppity Negro. Dude, to call you provocative, <laughs> I think that's being nice. But I love it. You shake these people to their foundations and because they're not used to a strong black person pushing back against the foolishness that they try to push out into our communities, right? Right, absolutely, absolutely. And um, you see what, uh, you know, it's funny, I have to walk a fine line because I still stay true to my roots. I realize that I am a black man in America, right? And so because of that, uh, I still have a soft spot for my people. Yes. And that's why I am so harsh when I see them behave the way they do. Yes. It's because I know that we collectively can do better. Yes. And unfortunately, excuses are constantly made for our behavior. And that will never push us forward. If anything, it enables us to continue being dysfunctional, reckless, violent, right? Um, Problematic in so many ways. And so I feel like if more people like me stand up, and if they have really the courage to stand up, because obviously people like me and like you we're ostracized by yeah. our own people. Yeah. We choose to point out these flaws. But if more people can stand up uh, and speak out against what's happening, hopefully um, it will inspire change, real change. And the hypocrisy of, 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 of how both sides are operating within our, our communities. Is, and I'm talking about political right. sides. Hey, Corey, this is Babette here. Um, everything you're saying, I, I'm over here nodding my head, yes, yes. Uh, and, and to tie in a couple of things, when you talked about they would have found a spin, you, you, you're you right on that part because the spin, part of the spin, would have been, they would have tried to liken it. They always got to hijack the uh, 1960 civil rights movement. So they would have tried to liken it to some kind of protest or march, you know, and especially, you know, when King and Washington. And then what you just said about the fact that if more people would stand up, they wouldn't get away and they wouldn't try and make us look. They make us look like the most ignorant folks. And you and I know this. And John, we know this. You know, we got more educated black people. Yeah. 
than committing crimes, believe it or not. And you know the old, the old documentary, more blacks went to college than were sitting in jail. But they will sit there and it's easier to let them say, well, they didn't know better. Well, they still need this. It's easier for their little SJWs to have them portray blacks as the most ignorant people or just, you know, didn't have a concept or clue how things work. I agree. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I think the the primary reason why... um, you know, there aren't more people speaking out. It's because, for whatever reason, you get the most criticism and the most pushback from your own people. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, I, I get that there are social justice warriors of all racial groups, um, especially, and I, I really can't stand the, the white liberals who believe that blacks are somehow helpless and oh. that they need to rescue us from the tyranny of racism yes. and right. social injustice. Because they know can't all about stand it. that. Exactly. Exactly. But it's, my, it's our own people who are usually the most critical, the most hateful. And it's, it's really sad because that only causes more division within our own community. If we would try to search for middle ground yes. right, and actually listen to one another, on. that would ultimately lead to progress. Yes, Corey, that's uh, that's basically why why this show was created. Let's have the conversation. Nobody wants to have the conversation. See, I mean, if you ever follow if you haven't followed Black and Right uh, at Black and Right Radio on Facebook, please do so. Uh, You'll see I get pushed back from a a lot of educated black people because they, you know, they, they look at the name of the show, Black and Right. No, that's the point. That's the whole point. It's okay to be black and right. It's, there's no there's no crime against being center right. If you want to call yourself a Republican, conservative, I, I think that's what's going to help save America. More and more black people waking up to the doldrums of of of, of center left and progressives ideas. That's what I push back against. I agree. Uh, I absolutely agree. Uh, unfortunately, uh, again, you'll have many of us who will not speak because they're afraid of what the backlash. Oh, and it hurts because it um, hurts. Well, and, and, and the really, name really calling, does. you know, Uppity Coon, what a prime example. Or right. or in the case of, uh, you know, a token or, you know, the Uncle Tom, and which <laughs> that one is so missed. I love being called Uncle Tom. That's such a noble thing to be called. <laughs> <laughs> so, Corey, talk yeah, about that's the book. Why I, yeah, and that's why the title is, is Coon Flakes. Uh, and I'm not making light of... Uh, our plight, African Americans yeah. in this country, is something I'm doing. I've been called a coon so many times that I can't even count. I can't even remember how many times I've been called a coon. But what I believe, and so I, I told myself one day, you know what? I'm going to own this word. I'm going to flip it and use it to my advantage. <laughs> Love it, right? And so that's why I named the book Coon Flakes. And if you read it, it really is uh, sort of a, um, and I call it uh, a middle finger to p- political correctness. Yes, and there's so many of us now who um, want to protect the sensibilities of other people. And so we, we suppress ourselves and how we feel, right? Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. I'm not here to cater to your sensibilities. That's I'm right. going to speak the truth, and it will not be filtered. It will be unfiltered. Um, and, and this book is a symbol of that. And I cover, of course, topics like Black Lives Matter. Uh, I cover the Obama administration, the Trump administration, uh, uh, economic and, and racial inequality. I go over these topics as well. And I come from more of an objective point of view yeah. because I don't want to be seen really as a black apologist uh, or someone who hates my people. Yes. I'm trying to remain neutral and as objective as I possibly can. And in doing so, hopefully people will read it 
and they'll gain a perspective that'll make them think outside of the box. Yeah, and it's a it's a real guys. If, and I think you have a redux now, coming now because now you got a lot more stuff. You could probably add more to that book or a second book uh, <laughs> because of everything that's happened in, in just in this last ten months. Uh, but I, it's it's a really good book. It's a really easy read. Where can people find it? Amazon. Go to Amazon. If you enter Coonflakes in the search engine, Google search engine, it will immediately pop up uh, right at the top of the screen. Yeah, um, so that link on Amazon. Only four forty nine on Amazon. It's less than the Big Mac. Where right? can people Combo. follow you? Where can they follow you? Facebook, um, and then I also I have um, an Instagram as well at Corey A Haywood. You can find me on Instagram too. Um, and yeah, like I said, uh, it, I'm not really hard to find. You know, <laughs> you know what not. I'm saying? I've, <laughs> I've, I've said and done a lot of things that have rubbed people yeah. the wrong way, and it's not intentional. It just happens that way. Yeah. Well, the so, truth well, hurts, Corey. Uh, Corey, thanks so much for joining us again. Go out and get the book, uh, Coon Flakes. It's a very good book. Um, when you're back in Illinois, you got to come into the studio. All right, Corey? Uh, we'll do. Thanks, man. All right, thank you. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Got it. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer, where I have just discovered my guest co-host's bat, um, uh, nickname. Bat Bat, the Punisher Holder. <laughs> I'll accept that. <laughs> uh, Corey, oh, God. <laughs> come on, man. I don't know. Corey got me riled Corey up Corey was great, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And, and, and see, what, what people think when they, when they look at my page, they think, oh, I hate black people. That's, that's, that can be far from what, what I, I, I'm trying. I want them to understand how powerful they are, what they can actually do. I like to know how do you hate your own race? Yeah, I mean we know there are people out there with psychological problems. Yeah, like it. that's a whole different. You you you, uh, you hate black people. Well, you don't hate black people. You, you know, hate. a lot of times is why can't you look at it as this is a black person who's trying to get you to look at another perspective. That's it. That's all. That's it. Yeah, and and, and it doesn't make me stupid, dumb. I, I was going to go in there with the the, the lemon, uh, you know, him and Cuomo, and they were talking about that. Um, all Trump supporters are basically terrorists. Yeah. Part, you know, basically now. And part of the Klan, I think it was, you said. Where? What? Well, th- once again, with that, all of them Klan members, they don't identify us. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to take Jim. I know Jim was listening. He, he hung up on us. We were going to take his call, oh, but darn. he hung up on us. Jim, where you at, Honduras or are you in Elgin? <laughs> call back, Jim. <laughs> we'll take your call. Um, but, Pepe, I mean, it's, it's like when you, I mean, because. What I want to focus on next in the next hour is Illinois specific. And what I'm finding and what I'm finding through Facebook is that so many people from all over the country can relate to what's happening in Illinois because what's happening in Illinois is now starting to seep out to these other other states in the United States of America. Yep. And so because remember, New York, Illinois, California, that's where the cesspool of progressivism is. And they all, they fight each other to see who's going to be the most progressive. Oh, yeah. You know, leaders, who can outdo, it's like that, hold my beer. Yeah. California passes it over. Yeah. But I always say, Illinois is the boot camp. Mm. It trains the most progressive folks. They come here and they get that training and then here they go. They go forth and the next thing you know, they're sitting in D.C. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, that's how Georgia flips. <laughs> 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 they learn the Illinois the Illinois way. But 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 the Punisher, you're 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 
Yeah, um, my husband husband's is here. here. Tim. He, he got, he, look, he got nervous. Like, oh, oh, you can oh, tell who do, does yeah. all the talking in the house. He's like, please don't say my name. Please, please don't, don't do it. But hey, that's the first hour. That, that, that blew by pretty quick, didn't it? It did. It goes fast. Yeah, but coming up in the next hour, we talk to former state representative Ken Duncan and um, Ted Dombrowski from wirepoints.org. From um, Guys, we, can, we can't give up the fight. Now, stay We're strong. Ameri- We're Americans. We will win. More after the break. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. I have been away. I have I felt like I've been muzzled for the last two to three months because I couldn't talk about a lot that was happening throughout Illinois and throughout America because... I was in Facebook jail for most of the time I was away. That's what you get. Yeah. Over there starting stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about engagement, right? That's true. Uh, Bebe, the Punisher holder. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you came. Thank Finally. You. I'm glad I'm here, too. After a year, rather. You know, After a year. Put me off saying, oh, you, you, him and Han. And... You know, he's making up stuff. No, know. I'm he not sure is. Last year before Thanksgiving, I drove through a blizzard snowstorm way <laughs> up north Wisconsin just to call in for the John Anthony show. I had to stand outside <laughs> just to get a signal. I was okay. way up there. So right. don't play. You're, you're okay. I got you. You're right. <laughs> so, Babette, you saw uh, 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 the change of the guard here yes. in the state of Illinois. Former speaker, now former speaker of the house, Michael Madigan is no, is just a state rep, but he also still controls the purse strings. But the, the purse strings, he's still the chairman of the Democrat Party. You know, a lot of I, I've seen a lot of chatter about uh, the, the current speaker, um, Chris Welch. I'll, I'll I'll tell you this: when I was down there, he was somebody who you could have a conversation with. Uh, I know I've I've seen the you know oh he's Madigan's puppet and all that. Um. I don't think Chris is going to be anybody's puppet. You got to know him. Uh, I'm just telling you. I don't know, John. Listen, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm just telling you from my own personal experience with him. He's a strong person. Now, uh, one of the things that I I saw working with him was that uh, prior to his bill hitting the floor, he'll talk to you. Once his bill hit the floor, there was no conversation to be had because he's going to pass this legislation. He was not somebody that would have a conversation once the bill got to third reading, which is understandable. I wouldn't either. Um, I, I, what I hope, what I'm hopeful in a Speaker Welch's administration is a lot of changes to how the legislation gets through because I think that's going to be something that needs to be done. But when you look at the power that the Black Caucus put forth. Oh, they showed wait, hold out. On. Watch this. Mm-hmm. So many people really probably won't give them these two people credit. I was there. I was a member of the Black Caucus. First first Republican to ever serve in the Black Caucus. Mays Jackson. Mm-hmm. Ken Duncan. Mm-hmm. This was the vision they had way back when. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, if, if you're a 
if you're a state rep right now and you 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 want to call in and 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 say nah that that's that's not right, do my guess three one two six four two five six zero zero. That's three one two six four two five six zero zero. But Mays Jackson, I I know because Mays and I had these conversations. Ken Duncan and I had this conversation about consolidating the power that the Black Caucus had to make moves. There's no Speaker of the House named Chris Welch without the Black Caucus. That's right. That's right. They 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 showed their power. They showed their clout this year. Yeah. So who yeah. you messing with? I mean, uh, this is. I mean, this this was a power move. Right? Yeah, it was. I don't think people even get the significance of it. I mean, I, I'm not trying to say, but I mean, of all people, when you have this showdown to have a new speaker of the house after yeah. Mike Madigan, what, 43 yeah. years? I mean, think about this. You had these women groups saying we want a woman speaker. Uh, Ann Williams, State Representative Ann Williams, State Representative Kathleen Willis. I think Stephanie Kiffer was. Uh, Stephanie, uh, Representative yep. Kiffer was. Yep. They both had, they all had their names in there. Yeah. And to see Chris Welch come out of that as Speaker of the House, I, I'm, look, I don't agree with probably 90 some percent of the things that Chris Welch, uh, legislation and all that type of stuff. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with, um, he's a, he, he doesn't like the charter schools. It was a big fight with the Charter Commission. He wanted to get rid of the Charter, charter Commission. Um, and but, also there's a cloud of scandal circulating yeah, him well, too, John. Let's keep it real. Well, you know. There's a cloud. And then you're going to get a, the others who are going to say, well, you know, this was identity politics. It's, it is. Yeah. It has been the year uh, of, of identity. Know, the black and identity and so forth. I mean, yeah. look at the vice president. Yeah. Elect now. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. Well, I mean, but what do we do? Where do we go from here in the state of Illinois? Well, he's got, you know, a lot on this guy. But I, I'm going to have to say this. I, you know, I, I, I'm agreeing about those homing pigeons. That was a statement made by the Republican minority leader, I think. Is that what you say in the House? Well, Wait, we're what in the was minority that? Homing pigeons coming from the 13th Ward. <laughs> I, I believe what you said. Okay, so I'm, what, I'm relating that to when you said he's no one's puppet. Okay. But, John, come on, he, you know, to some degree, definitely. And then if you read the local article that came out after his announcement, our leader said, you might, you know, not don't be taking calls from those homing pigeons coming from the 13th Ward. Oh, I'm making that quote because I thought that was beautiful. Okay, but, but, but see, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was actually, you know, point out. In other words, he was called out. Chris Hagee had a Chris Hagee and I we talked today. He had a very valid point. How, is Matt, how will Mike Madigan be able to do that with all the pressure from the federal government on him right now? How can he get... The same you way don't think he's watching operated him, with other pressure. This, now, is not, this is different. This is not the first time he's but this been under investigation. This one is different. They've never gotten this close to his inner circle. Uh, I, I, will, I will agree. I not will agree close. with you on that. And I, I, that's why I say I think it's going to be hard. But, but Madigan loves power. And he, he has the power. And he, he has the clout. He does. You can send one last homing pigeon out with remap, yeah, coming up, and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I have to agree with Leader Durkin on that one. Yeah, but now look, I'm not. I'm not saying here that I. I'm. I'm. Oh, great job, Chris Welsh, Speaker of the House. No, no. I'm, I'm just coming from a perspective of of being down there, hearing and understanding how he, somewhat he operates. I mean, I don't know him 
we we weren't that close. Well, you, right, right. But I hear you, John. Everyone wants to have a little hope. Yeah. All of us. That's, that, exactly. that some that's my problem. Changes are going to come. Through. George tells me I'm I'm just too hopeful. <laughs> like Pollyanna over there. Yeah, I'm too hopeful. <laughs> but that's the type. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but 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 I I, I just I just I'm we have because because there's a change we have the opportunity to change fifty years of one person's way of doing government. Change doesn't come quick in government. It doesn't. Oh, we know, I know that. Oh, it doesn't. And, and and what I mean by that, get your foot off the back of the business owners here. Yes. Get your foot off the neck of cops here. Um with that bill that was just passed. Um I mean come I mean come on, Babat. We this this think about what Illinois was. That this is why people that are still here, John, what you just said, what Illinois was. This is why they haven't left yet. They're still staying here. They're, you know, but they're going to be going soon. Yeah. We're going to look up and they're gone. Now, you know what CPT is, right? CPT. Don't <laughs> Call people time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, and he know I'll go yell at him. <laughs> but joining us on the phone there now is, is, <laughs> is former state representative. Ken Duncan, boy, you you show CPT today, brother. <laughs> Dude, which I get my which I get my show. First off, I can show you. It said two twelve p.m. Oh, Turkey. Okay, you probably right. did. Yeah, I probably did. He probably did. did. Okay, so, I'm telling you, you did. It's two thirteen right now. You know, you know how you used to treat me. You know how you treat me. This is how he he treats me. I know. That's he, why I'm like enjoying every like minute. I, I love because I treat John like my little brother. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, he, he's very much that. I talked to him <laughs> but but Ken, I, mean, you, I, mean, I don't know how you have all those kids. Oh, well, settle Come down, on, man. <laughs> but but Ken, we we were talking about, and I, and I, I was I was giving kudos to where it belongs because uh, you and Maze Jackson were two people that were trying to produce these power moves. Because I was there, I saw it, I heard you, I heard the conversations that you guys were trying to have. Uh, and how does it? I, I mean, how do you feel actually seeing the vision you set forth? you know, years ago, finally come in the past. First off, John, you know, I appreciate that. I've heard that from a number of Democrats over this, over the last several or 48 hours, I would say. Um, I think what, what's important is um, members were, were, so, were so comfortable in, on the Democrat side because Madigan created an environment whereas all you have to do is just show up or not and didn't even have to to think because staff knew exactly what they wanted you to do and you know on the floor in your district and this is a a breath of fresh air on one level especially with members the black caucus members just manning the freak up yeah hey hey, 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 representative representative we got to take a break um i want to finish this discussion on the other side of the break um joining us by phone former state representative ken duncan my buddy, my pal, my my big brother, and joining live in studio is my guest co-host Babette, the Punisher Holder. We'll be back. Oh my goodness, that's what I said. That is Babette. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh no, I was flying we'll over. Right 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 we'll right right <laughs> back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM five sixty, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my guest co-host today. Babette, the Punisher. Oh. All right. I, you know, I have to say it. Just you like it. it. Do you like it? I do like it. You like it? 
I like this. See, I love to give nicknames. <laughs> you know? Uh, my, Aaron Del Mar, he says, you know when Trump likes you when he gives you a nickname. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before the break, we were talking to former state representative, my buddy, my pal, Ken Duncan, uh, about what, you know, the power move and the power grab that just went down in the uh, Illinois legislative body uh, with the replacing of Speaker of the House Mike Madigan, Mike Madigan with uh, now Speaker Chris Welch. Uh, thanks so much for joining joining us again, Ken. You're welcome. Uh, I mean, having Babette on is, is a breath of fresh air in terms of a... <laughs> oh, thank you, Ken. Happy New Year. Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Ken, do you, I mean, do, do you see any changes uh, as far as how legislation moves now? Um, what, what do you think? I, I think it's going to take Chris some time to get acclimated, but do you see anything? Is there anything, any sign, anything he said that gives you hope? Well, you know, that was uh, most of what he said was, was platitude and sort of first day nervousness, really. I mean, he, he was, members were plotting for this spot, for this opportunity, literally in about like 72 hours in real time. I mean, they were, they were there on uh, Thursday, Friday, really trying to figure it out on uh, of last week what to do, how it's going to add up, where the numbers were going to come from. Uh, hell, if there was even a chance that, that Minority Leader Jim Durkin was going to add some value or some votes, if you will. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he simply that. responded. He, he, you know, he, he, Durkin thought he was in play as well, quite frankly, from, you know, from, from very close sources. Um, oh, wow. And I spoke with members. I was communicating with members. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you on what was really going on. Members reached out to me on what the play or delay was, uh, of the land was going to be. You know, this I wish is, I had thought of that, Ken. You know I would have been blowing up your phone just for my own personal reasons, just to get the <laughs> oh, lay of the man. land. <laughs> and you, you know, know how I am. <laughs> Kids, like, she's still going to keep calling. <laughs> it's all good. You know, it, you know well said, but the, this was a startle for 90% of the members down there. I'm sure. And, and the 90% of those members were members who were there over the last four years. Madigan created an environment of fear, yeah. of omnipotence, and control. Yeah. And when you, when you have the psychic of most members, and Republican members as well, you're going to move in a particular gate hey, in that particular body. Can. But there's some new members. That Cam Buckner, that Maurice West, especially that Maurice West, under all that pressure still saying, I'm not voting for Speaker Mike Madigan as Speaker of the House. And I, I got yeah. you. Got to get. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not one of those partisan people that can't see something that's that that was courageous. I mean, because you know, if Madigan would have succeeded, you know what would have happened, right, Ken? Oh, absolutely. But that's why I said ninety percent. It could be more. Could be less. They're always going to be. So when you're new, you're too naive, for lack of a better term, to know what's good, what's what's not good for you in the, in that particular arena. But when you're also new, you are superbly convicted of who in the hell you represent yeah. and who you don't work for. And th- and that's really sort of the nutshell of myself. I didn't work for Mike Madigan. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't work for the Democrat. You will look, I, I think, I, I don't know if you agree, but a lot of these new Democrats, they're coming in and it's like, it's a whole new progressive game. Yeah. I don't think they're that naive. I can't imagine anyone getting into politics in the state of Illinois and you don't Good understand. Point. And if you're a Democrat, what Mike Madigan can do to you. That's a good point. You're what you, you, I, I 
make an excellent point. But what I'm saying is it's different when you're there. True. When you're there and you feel uh, a sense of service, a sense of confidence from your constituency, and you look around, and Mike Madigan controls every aspect of functionality in that body. Mm. It is, it's galling. Wow. And so mm-hmm. you're right. They feel them. They're emboldened. They, they, they are. They are more so than others who came in and they knew, you know, OK, you know, I've got Speaker Madigan. He's going to be speaker again. I'm not going to be up there sure. jumping up to, you know, put me in, put me in. Absolutely. <laughs> and then there's also, like you said, there is a sense. I believe anyone would, should, would feel and should feel I got to represent this district. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. And that's, that's a new that's a new phenomenon. Now, but, but, now here's, having said all of that. Keep in mind the backdrop of where this is coming from. You're having a major indictment phenomenon that's yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and the feds are not just giving innuendo. They're giving yeah. reference, all right, in, de- in, in specific facts. So I didn't have that backdrop. Yeah. I mean, this has gone on for over a year and a half. So I give them credit. That's why I say 90%. Yeah. I'll give them credit, mm-hmm. but not credit on the merits of him just, Madigan just being an old school and gangster in your face. Cause, because now he, he was he was weakened as Speaker of the House is basically what you're saying. You're saying when, when you came out and stood with, with, with basically uh, your district and, and, and Rauner and, and all that, because people kept saying you, you stood with the Republicans. No, you stood with your conscience. You stood I, with your I convictions. Stood on, on principle, on, I, I stood on policy principles. Right. This was no, nothing about Republican or Democrats. The fact of the matter is, we're overtaxing the hell out of people Ooh. in this state. Oh, and there oh, is oh, a, 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 a vacation or, or a permanent vacation of residents moving the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. The fact of the matter is we, we have too many fines, too many fees, and the price deficit is real. It's real. But, That's but, policy. But, Ken, I don't know if you recall me and our, our conversations, and when it came to poli- the fees, that's why I was so – that's why I was helpful in some areas. When I saw fees and things like that, I was on it. I was like, no, we got to get rid of this. We can't be just locking people up for the stupidity of, 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 of basically what the legislative body passed. Because, and and, I've, I, and one of the things I used to always say to you, we, you, you everybody keeps making it a police issue. No, it's what we pass here. Because right. cops can't do anything unless the legislative bodies or the city municipalities give them the power to do what they need to do. And a lot of that was done in the legislative body, which, which I got to give it to you. You weren't somebody that was a part of that. You really tried to reform that, but here it is again now. 4,000 people shot and killed, in, I mean, shot in Chicago, 700 murdered. Kent, I, this, the, the police bill that sits in front of Prisker's desk right now, there are some things I agree with that's in that bill, but I think there's some things in there that's going to hurt the black and brown communities like we haven't seen since the 90s, Ken. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, I haven't read that, that 700-page document that that's come out in the middle of the other night that we used to pull on the Republicans or Madigan used to pull on Republicans, mm-hmm. uh, un, uh, unfortunately, which is unfair on any uh, at any level. And lame so, duck. Don't forget he, lame duck. One thousand percent. So here's my take on the Chris Welch. One, the, I love the new energy that's there. Yeah. Again, I, I, you know, my thing is, you know, kind of a little bit pregnant because the man has been wounded for the last year and a half. So, oh. you know, I give I give members that credit. 
um, I, don't, I haven't had an intimate a relationship enough with enough members. I certainly I talk, talk to some of the newer members. I won't name, I won't even mention their no, names. No, that's fine. Um, but and they they feel some type of way, and and I'm giving them my perspective, unfiltered of course. But it's about where the new speaker is going to position himself principally. Yeah, you can't poli- you, you can't p- politicize this now. Yeah, now you can take sort of administrative detailed sort of how to get how you how do you sort of mechanically or or procedurally get this done from the former speaker there is a lot to learn from him in that regard but you're going to have to really go with the consensus of what really matters and that's not your democrats yeah it's not your republicans it's the real fact you have to figure this out the real fact of life in the state of illinois with us as constituents yeah hey kim we got 45 seconds is the senate next because will that coalition in the Senate of the Black Caucus and Latino Caucus, will they unite uh, for the next cycle? And will you see either a Latino or a black as the um, president of the Senate? Well, first off, it's a different culture and the time there's no real major cloud. And let me say this for, since, you know, all of us are black on this, at least on this, this microphone. I mean, sh- the color of your skin does not make you my kin. Come on, man. Yes. Come on. Yes. I'm with you, Ken. And that, so, so we shall see. Too much is given. Much is required. And yeah. so I don't envy Chris Welch. He has a heavy lifting. <laughs> well, let me tell you, because he also, also has to contend with, he has a body of 70-plus members. Yeah. And then it has to, yeah, he has a governor's office, my goodness. Yeah. And then he has that's, even, that's a whole a other liberal you know, that's a, that's another conversation. Yeah. And then he has he has the Senate tends to strike a more balance. Yeah. So a lot of people are smelling themselves. Ten seconds. Now. Let's hope wish for the best. Let's wish for the best for this great state of ours and both chambers and the and at the governor's level as well. See, governors have to be educated right, by us. See, that boy can talk. I know he hey, can. We Ken just Duncan, both want to say so much thank for you, Ken. Us, man. <laughs> Listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right. On AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my guest co-host. Oh, now you're not going to say it. No, I like hearing your voice. Babette, the Punisher Holder. Thank you. Uh, she also has a husband, Tim, is in the studio. <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, don't do it to me. Don't. Why are you doing it to me, man? Tim uh, says a lot on Facebook and ends up in jail all the time. <laughs> so, so, so you are you're, I'm in jail again. You are in jail now? Yes. Oh God. You know, I I'm really sick about how how they're doing this and what they're doing to us as far as not being able to to, to just give an opinion. I thought that's what's on your mind? Or, the First Amendment, right. Remember, but but I, I get it with the private industry and all that, but get rid of some protections. I agree with that. But Facebook right there says what's on right. your mind, and Twitter says, "What's happening?" Nothing. So if I if I tell you what's on my mind, you gonna delete me and, and ban, ban me? <laughs> Come on, right? Well, I you know, John, I I guess you, it's not. They don't want to know that that's on your mind, right? So, Babette, do you have any handles for people to follow you? Where can people follow? Absolutely, you? Babette L Holder on Facebook. And then on Instagram, which has become one of my favorite sites recently, uh, you can follow me at Babs226 on Babs Instagram. So, Babette, when, when it comes to basically anything policy-related, I think 
our next guest is probably one of the most intellectual yes. um, individuals that live here in the state of Illinois. Um, I got a chance to meet him when I was state representative. He was just invaluable. You know, just just how he knew the 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 minutia of bills uh, and it, and his whole team. How they just knew what was what was in the bill. You know, basically what you know. Because sometimes, because as Ken just said, in one hour a bill can hit the floor, and, right. he, and his team, Ted, right. Ted Ted Dabrowski, his team already knew what was in the bill. It's like, how did, how did you guys get this stuff that quick? Not just what was in there, but how it's going to affect. How it's going to affect. And, and I and I'm just so proud to have one of his top fan badges because that means I actually <laughs> go there, click, read it. I read wire points from yeah. for hours. I could stay in there. But Pepe, I had no idea he had a 16-year international career in finance and management. I, that's that eluded me. I had, I had See, no idea. See, you need idea. to be reading my points and read his bio. Okay, you know what? You know what? that's what? what I'm telling you. Welcome to the show, Ted Dabrowski, president of Wire Points. Ted, welcome to Black and Right. Well, thank you. You guys are way too kind. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> but thanks for having me. You know, I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to meet those expectations now. <laughs> you know, I've been reading I, I've, ever since you guys came into existence. I've been reading Wire Points, and you guys had an article up there about Biden's 1.9 trillion plan. You know, and and when I when I look at, I, I what we're at three four trillion already done towards COVID uh, relief. Um, you 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 you. There was an article where you guys talked about the states and how that money that would come from the federal government, how it would be detrimental to states. Can you explain that a little bit more for us, Ted? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a big mess when you think about it. Um, some states have done re- remarkably well through COVID, right? Now, everybody struggled. There's no doubt about that. Every state struggled. But, you know, places like Wisconsin and other states, they had reserves. Uh, they adjusted quickly when, when COVID started happening, some adjusted costs, uh, they were smart, right? They were they were, they did what a family would do to to adjust their expenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, other states like Illinois didn't have a penny of reserves. Actually, mm-hmm. had a whole bunch of unpaid bills. Uh, they kept spending more. Uh, Pritzker agreed to you know a huge raise for Ask Me, and Lori Lightfoot kept paying even more to Chicago Teachers Union uh, members. And um, you know we created a huge hole for ourselves. So what 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 these kind of things coming from this from the federal government do is they. They punish the states that run themselves well by raising taxes eventually and, and, and giving the money to states like Illinois that waste the money. Wow. So that's, that's the big mess is that, you know, these, these kind of big federal support for state and local governments, it, it, it makes the bad states behave worse and it punishes the states that behave well. Sounds, basically, it sounds like property taxes. When somebody moves out or somebody forecloses on a home, the next, the next neighbor in the next cycle has to, to pay the, get the bigger brunt of the tax bill. Uh, that's, what, that's the Ponzi scheme of it, if you ask me. But I, I mean, you look at that. You look at the money that's coming to the states. You look at the fifteen dollar minimum wage increase. Um, Ted, policy wise, though, policy wise, how will that affect Illinoisans uh, in the next four years? With if, if we keep just throwing money at problems without actually reforming the the issues that we have at hand? Well, that's precisely the problem, right? We're borrowing money in theory to cover problems, right? But but that doesn't really happen. We borrow money and we make actually the problems worse. And, you know, you mentioned the minimum wage as a typical example. Yeah. You know, I, I think about, you know, a lot of, a lot of what the, the new Black Caucus and the new legislature in Illinois is trying to do is help, help the little guy, help the minority, uh, you know, person who's trying to, trying to make ends meet. But, you know, if you were a, if you were a 20-year-old struggling to get a job, uh, you know, you don't have skill set, 
and you're struggling to get a job and you're trying to get $10 an hour well, if they, and, and you can't get hired, what happens when they raise the minimum wage to $15 right. an hour? Yeah. Now it's going to be even harder to hire that, that person. So, um, you know, there's so many things that happen when, when money comes from the federal government like this where money flows into the, to the uh, coffers of government and they're not forced to reform anymore. All the pressure to reform goes away and they'll just spend the money and delay reforms for two, three, and four years. And, uh, you know, people keep leaving the state and things get worse. And that's, that's the sad part. We're stuck in this, this vicious cycle and yeah. we can't get out of it. And Ted, we have to take a break, but come on the other side of the break, I want to talk about what's happening here in Illinois you know, with the change of the change of leadership and a couple, a couple other questions. Babette has a couple of questions, too. Uh, but joining us now is President Ted, Debra- Ted Dabrowski, president of Wirepoints. You're listening to Black and White on AM 560 Answer. Be right back. Black and Right continues on AM 560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM 560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my guest co host Babat the Punisher holder. <laughs> I'm just going to let you hang on that one right there. The Punisher. You know you couldn't get that nickname right. Oh, uh, I know. Uh, before the break, we were talking to the president of Wirepoints, Ted Dabrowski. Um, it's, it's, Ted, what what are your thoughts about the change of leader, or the change of guard in, in Illinois with my, I saw, I believe I saw you give congratulations um, from the from <laughs> the Mike Madigan regime to now the Speaker Chris Welch regime. Well, you know, I think it's hard to say that. Well, we needed the change, right? There's no doubt about that. And, and Mike Madigan, after so many years of running running the show, uh, needed to be gone. And you know, forget the corruption, forget all that. Just look at where the state, you know, has has been run over the last thirty and forty years. Any any CEO of any company would have lost that position a long time ago, regardless of corruption. So um, that change is good. I think what's really interesting about the change, though, is that it's not, it's not the fiscal conservatives uh, that took over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the progressives. And so uh, you have to be careful what you wish for, sure. because in, in a certain sense, Madigan may, may have been a moderate in, in, in a fiscal, in fiscal sense, uh, but but you know the new crop coming up here will want to spend a lot of money on lots of things, and we've already seen that in the lame duck session. It was amazing the kind of things that they passed in such a short period of time. So uh, it's one of those where you have to be careful what you wish for, and we have to kind of keep an eye on on how that spending may accelerate Illinois' collapse. Hey Ted, this is Babette here. Hey. hey, I wanted to ask you, I don't know, did you catch when Madigan said just a few days ago regarding the federal funds to the state of Illinois for bailouts? I believe it was a tax break for businesses. And he said, I'm not giving them that. Now, it didn't seem like there was a lot of hoopla out there, you know, except for me, you know, for the most part. And I'm, a, hey, I was in a bubble. Did, it, are you concerned about that? I mean, am I missing something here? Or? No, yeah, okay. you know, you're right. It didn't get enough coverage. And okay. I think that there was so much going on, right? We had the, the federal stuff going on. We had Madigan going out. But right. you know, this is amazing. So, you know, the progressive tax was, 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 uh, was you know, turned down by the Illinois public. And uh, the federal government had given some companies, businesses in Illinois, about a $500 million tax break. And... Pritzker and team found mm-hmm. out, well, if they could change, it's called decoupling, if they could just kind of delink how the state does its taxes versus the federal government. Wow. 
the state could then say, no, no, we're not going to let those companies have that $500 million break. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it at the state level so we can spend it. They're we stealing. Want to spend it. They're Fascinating. stealing. From. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, not not a big not a big deal was made about it, but uh, we plan on making a bigger deal about it. Oh, now, please do now. Now the legislature turned it down, yeah. but it's still alive, and so um, expect them to take it up in the in the near in the new new legislature. Well, Ted, we both know that nothing ever dies in Springfield, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something. That, those bills are always they always find some type of uh, of life support somehow. Well, especially true if it's uh, raising taxes in some way, because that's effectively what it is, right? The, you know, the federal government is giving a tax break, and, and uh, Pritzker's trying to take it away and, and keep the money. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Wow. I, 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 he left me speechless. I can't believe. See, this is what I love about Ted, too, because, you, you know, you catch something. I, I'm not an economics expert like he is, but something just was not right, and... That's how simple he can explain yeah. this for us. Well, you know, and, and it's complex, too, right, because it's tax right. policy and all that. But, you know, it shouldn't surprise us, right, because that's, you know, they're, they're looking for money. Pritzker has, has said pension reform, you know, it, it's, it's just a dream. He says it won't happen. And so he's not looking to reform. And, um, you know, it was even worse in the legislature just now, the lame duck session, because they gave Chicago public schools but the yeah. Chicago's teacher union, even more bargaining powers. Right? Ugh. It's not yeah. like they needed more bargaining powers. They strike all the time. Yeah. And, um, and they gave firefighters, you know, the Chicago pensions are the worst funded in the country. And here they passed bigger cost of living adjustments for firefighters. So that's going to just break the city faster. So, you know, what are they thinking? And I guess the only thing you could say is that they're just waiting for, for more money from the federal but, but government. Ted, they're, they're spending it before it gets here. But Ted, think, think about this, though. All of these decisions are made in light of what happened with, with these deep, just dictatorial, draconian lockdown measures yeah. that the Pritzker administration and the Lifewood administration did. And now all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, oh, wait, we got to open back up. I mean, Ted, how, how, what, what do you think will be the policy ramifications from COVID for this state? Going, go, you mean going forward? Going forward, or going, we- forward going forward. Well, you know, it, it, now it's going to be a little bit difficult to say what would have been because now we have uh, the vaccine coming on. So, um, you know, the vaccine gives gives a lot of cover to reopening, and, and we should be reopening, right? And, and uh, you know, many of us argue that we should have focused all of our efforts on the elderly, on the nursing homes, and let let the economy open up faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, now now with the vaccines coming on, depending on how quickly they come on, it gives the Democrats cover now to change their policies and start opening up faster. Hey, well, just one quick question: We got thirty seconds. Chapter 9 bankruptcy protections for the state of Illinois. Do you think we should do it? Well, you know, that, that would have to come from the federal government. I know. So that, that's mm-hmm. a bigger question. And, and I think it should certainly be an option. But what we should do, which we can do, is at the legislative level in Illinois, pass it for local governments. So that's what should be happening so that places like Harvey or, or you know, East St. Louis or maybe North Chicago can start reorganizing their, themselves quicker. There you have it. President of Wirepoints, Ted Dabrowski. Friend of the show, thanks so much. Hey, Ted, I got to get you in the studio one day. Oh, I'd love and, to be uh, in the studio. Yeah. I'd love to. Uh, Next time I'll be there. Yeah, thanks hey, so and, much. Hey, hey, John, if I could just make one quick plug sure. uh, wirepoints.org and uh, on Facebook and Twitter and, and of course, uh, Instagram at wirepoints. And, guys, I'm telling you, if you want some good materials to read, Absolutely. Uh, wirepoints is your place. Wirepoints.org. Ted Dabrowski, president of Wirepoints. Um, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right. I mean, so he took the complex and made it simple. Very. And he told me I wasn't reading that wrong. Yeah. I mean, because at oh, first oh, you I'm like, that, huh? well, <laughs> I was like, where's the, where's the hoopla? <laughs> You're sitting in the black and right on the M560 Answer. Hey, we're going to be talking with Sheriff James Mendrick next. We'll be right back. 
It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. You know, that's true. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Babette. The Punisher. The Punisher. Holder. Holder. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to like this. Oh, Where's my boxing ring? I love, I, I so love Ted. Ted, Ted is just Ted amazing. Is- Right. You know, but before, I mean, because we're in the last segment, I, yeah. I really wanted to talk about, my wife just wrote a new book called Knowing. Yep. Go pick it up at Amazon.com, Knowing, uh, Deborah Anthony. The book is called Knowing. Go to Amazon, pick it up. I think it'll, it, she's actually doing a, a 21-day uh, live. She talks about the book, uh, each point of the book. And it's Your a wife is fantastic. It's also a journal, too. She is, fa- and she, she has is. to be. And we, she's working on her fifth book. We call her Saint Deborah yeah. for just putting up with that one yeah. right there. Well, <laughs> trust me, she's a saint. <laughs> so, uh, and really quickly, you know, Cashley Kelly, friend of the show. Yeah. He was one of the people that got arrested in the Capitol. Yep. Um, keep Erica and, and those kids in your prayers and thoughts. Absolutely. Um, Erica and the, and the kids and Cash, I mean, they're going to need it. But you got a f- special friend. That just I'm excited. I'm so excited. Uh, this is our sheriff. I say ours. DuPage County. We all love to claim him. Uh, James Mendrick, Sheriff Mendrick. And so happy he could call it and join us. Welcome. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hey, we're doing well, sir. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I really do appreciate this. No problem. I'm, I mean, you are fast becoming. I follow you. I follow all the stuff that you do. You are fasting, fastly becoming America's sheriff. Sir? Can you hear me? Nope, I'm sorry. Yeah, you broke up. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, I said you are fat. You are quickly becoming America's sheriff. You really are with some of the things quickly Thank becoming you. America's sheriff. You know, you, you, you're you. doing good work here in, in, over in DuPage. Well, and that's where I really want to get my message across while there's still some time for maybe this uh, House Bill 3653 to be amended in some way. Uh, one of my largest issues is uh, the part with abolition, uh, I'm sorry, abolition of monetary bail begins on page 307. Uh, it includes a 725 ILCS 5-102-7. It's condition of pretrial release. So the, the problem that I have is uh, we get a, everyone brings their uh, uh, incarcerated, their arrestees countywide to the DuPage County Jail. Uh, 80% of all persons brought to us uh, are typically addicted to either drugs or alcohol. So we come in and we start with full drug detox and move into drug recovery. We have several drug recovery programs. Then after that, we identify any mental health issues, and we have a full cadre of mental health services and psych services. Then we do medication-assisted treatment. We have several different versions of that. We're looking to bring in this buprenorphine 2, uh, which is going to be a 30-day suspended solution shot that helps you get off heroin. Wow. Uh, We provide uh, all denominations of religious support, religious services, uh, religious education. We have family program. We have a storybook program where – we have the incarcerated read books, and then we videotape them and give the book and the videotape to their children, so that we have that familial. Hey, hey Sheriff, hey, Sheriff, we, we only have thirty seconds left, but it sounds like you guys were were doing a lot of the stuff uh, way before the bill even even came out, and you didn't really have to do a lot. Right, that's what this I feel. is the problem. It's all it's all voluntary because we even do GED. We do all of the vocational training, like sanitation, welding. Uh, anger management, re-entry. So we do all these things, but... So uh, that'll be eliminated is what you're saying. Yeah, if they let them go, they're going to go do heroin and do the same things that they were doing that got them in there. But 
when they're incarcerated, we're reforming people. We're not just locking them up right. and mushing them. By giving them to us, we work with them. We start all this from the very second you walk in. And by the way, I'm a zero percent COVID free environment. Only Jim wow. I know. Hey sheriff. Hey sheriff. I, I, you know what? We see 2020. Hey sheriff. Um, but anyway, sheriff um, Mendrick, we have a safe environment. Yes. Hello. Hey, how about how about we do this? Because I don't want to just cut you off. I want you into the. Can, can you come into the studio next Saturday, and and join the show so we can talk about. Because I don't want to rush this. I, think, I get I think to ride it, along. I think it's I, I very important. Up, but I, I heard a part where we could talk more. I'd be willing to talk any time. I, I know I have a lot of information, and that's yeah. why I tried to cram it all in. That's fine. <laughs> well, Sheriff James Mendrick, thanks so much for joining the show. Guys, that's it. Babette, thanks so much for joining me Thank today. Thank you, John, to all our for guests having me. that joined us today. Uh, I'm back. Guess who's back? Back <laughs> again. This guy right here. Uh, again, go out and get my wife's book, Knowing, Amazon.com. We'll see you next week.